Hi, everyone. My name is Trika Wheeler, and I want to welcome you to the Professional DNA Podcast. I am here as your career mindset strategist and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a professional development and consulting company. I am so passionate about leveraging strategy to advance in anything you do in life. It's my passion and my mission to help you strategically navigate your professional journey and help you to discover your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. I am here to help you discover your unique value and to shift those mindsets and design a strategy to help you advance in your career, make more money, and do so all while achieving work-life harmony. That's right, your career, your professional life, and your personal life coexisting and working harmoniously together. It's time for you to win, and I'm here to help you cross the finish line. Grab that notebook, grab that pen, and let's jump in. This episode of the Professional DNA Podcast is brought to you by the Professional DNA Career Center. It's time to get strategic about what's next for your professional journey and to leverage your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. Visit the Career Center and learn more about the Professional DNA Career VIP Day or learn how you can do just a one-time consultation to get some clarity about the next steps in your career. For more information about the Professional DNA Career Center, visit TWStrategicSolutions.com. That's TWStrategicSolutions.com. Hey, hey, achievers. How are you? It's Tarika Wheeler, your career and mindset strategist, and welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. Today, we are talking about relationships, and we're going to sit on this for a couple of episodes and talk about some of the important areas of relationship building. But today, I want to start at the foundation, the basics, the core, okay? (laughs) We're talking about how to build the right relationships at work for career advancement. There are many people in positions of influence around you, and it's not always the CEO or the COO or the person at the top. You never know who a person of influence can be. And as you're looking to grow and advance in your career, you definitely want to build a diverse set of relationships, but you also want to make sure that you're developing relationships with people of influence. So we're going to talk about a couple of questions today because I think as professionals, when we hear the term relationships or networking, sometimes we just don't know which direction to go. Sometimes we don't know where to start. So we're going to talk about three areas or three core questions. So I hope you have your notebook. If you don't, what are you doing? You know, I'm always going to give you tips and strategies and some core things that you need to write down to help you not only prepare for the week ahead, but to be sure that you're preparing for the next step, this next level in your career. Okay. So a couple of questions that we're going to address today. We're going to address who to build relationships with. We're going to address how to build relationships that can really benefit you in your career, benefit your career advancement. 
And then we're also going to talk about the benefits of building relationships as well. Okay. And what that can yield for you. Let me tell you something. It is not just about who you know or what you know. It's both. It's both, right? It's your skills and your capabilities and, you know, your ability to perform. But then it's also who you have relationship with, who you actually know, whether if it's in your company and organization or it's those just within the industry and the field. It's also about who you know. When we build relationships, you are literally building almost like a pipeline. You're building a pipeline of colleagues, team members, supervisors, both current supervisors and former supervisors who want to see you succeed because you have taken the time to take meaningful, small actions you know, over periods of time to actually build a relationship. Building relationships are are key even just to business as a whole. Like as businesses and corporations are being built, many of them are built and even started based on relationships. So relationships are key. And I'm telling you right now, if you're feeling like, oh, I just want to go in and do my work and go home. I just, I just want to go in, put my head down, work hard. I'm not trying to meet people. You know, I don't want to interact with people. I don't really want to engage with people. That's not the way to go. That's not the direction to go because you want to position yourself in being visible and being highly visible within your team and within your organization so that you can become promotable. And one of the ways to do that, and again, let me say, if you're not trying to be promotable, if you're not trying to advance, if you're not trying to increase your income, if you're not trying to you know, get to another level in your career, this, this conversation is not for you in professional DNA podcast might not be for you either, because that's the space that we're in every single week, right? That's what we're talking about. How do we get to the next level? How do we advance? How do we have upward mobility in our careers? And, but if you are, which I know my achievers, I know you're trying to achieve great things. You are achieving great things. If this is you, then today's episode is going to be right on point because we've got to build relationships and we need to be intentional about building those relationships. But in order to be intentional about anything, you got to know a little bit more about it. So that's where we're going to answer these three questions, okay? So let's dig in. Are you ready? (laughs) All right, guys, let's dig in. So who to build relationships with? I want you to seek out opportunities to build relationships with these three groups. First group is your team members and peers. You want to build relationships with the people that you work with each and every single day. Rather, if you are a part of a team and you are also a team member, or if you are a leader, if you're a manager or director who's managing and directing work of a team, you want to build relationships there as well. Okay, it's very, very key to cultivate those types of relationships. The second group that you want to be sure that you're building relationships with is leadership. Rather, if it is senior leadership, management, those who are at the next level up, perhaps even the level in which you are trying to get to, you want to build relationships there. That definitely is a group that has certain levels of influence. I think there's influence at the first level as well, where we're talking about team members and peers. You know, I can remember when I worked at uh, Children's Hospital in Austin, you know, one of the most influential individuals within um, our team was our department assistant, like our actual like administrative person in our office. She was incredibly influential. Why? Because she had the ear of our director and she also was the one who was supporting and literally running 
our office from an administration and like operation standpoint. And so our leadership listened to her. They saw her as being insightful. And it was important to have a relationship with her because she did have a certain level of influence, right? You may say, oh my gosh, yeah. Guys, you never know. From the bottom to the middle to the top, there are all different layers of employees that work within companies and organizations. And just because you're not at the highest level of decision-making or leadership does not mean that you don't have influence. You may have influence and you don't even realize it in which the role that you're operating in right now. Okay. And what we're going to talk about uh, that in a few episodes uh, later in season two on, you know, really developing and, and operating in your influence, because sometimes we don't even realize the influence that we have. All right. So group number one was team members and peers. Uh, the group number two that I want you to build relationships with is leadership, management, And then the third group that I want you to build relationships with, and this is more thinking about it from kind of how you perceive those within organizations, are potential mentors, sponsors, and allies. Those that are willing to or will be open to supporting you and helping you along your professional journey. Those that, especially as we're talking about sponsors, who are willing to speak on your behalf and speak on your behalf in rooms that your feet and your 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 feet has not have not set place there and your bottom has not been in a chair yet right so those that are willing to speak your name when you're not present there and speak highly of you and position you for advancement and then allies you know those who are willing to uh, speak up on your behalf, advocate for you, intercede and interject um, when perhaps things are not going in your favor and they have, uh, you know, professional capital or, you know, influence within that team, within that organization to really speak up for you. And we're going to talk more about allyship in an upcoming um episode. And I'm so excited because we have an amazing guest who we're going to talk about allyship with. And um, I cannot wait to drop that episode. So stay tuned. Okay. All right. So those are, those are the groups. Those are, that's who I want you to build relationships with. I want you to cultivate relationships over time with these groups. And here's the thing. It doesn't happen just because you open your mouth and you have a conversation one day, you know, on a Zoom call, or if you guys are back in the office, you know, in a break room, it takes for you to cultivate that relationship over time. It takes more than one exchange, more than one conversation to actually build relationships, right? Relationships building is something that is not a one-time hit or quit, right? It's something that takes time. It takes time. So those are the groups. So that was answering question number one who to build relationships with, okay? That's how I want you to build relationships with. Let's go to number two. So question number two that I wanna help you answer is how. How do I build these relationships that are going to actually be you know, beneficial to advancing in your career? How do you build these relationships to help you advance in your career? So the first one that I want you to think about is develop the habit of listening and being observant. Before you just start jumping in, if you really want to make sure that you're building sustainable and substantive relationships, I need you to develop the habit of listening and being observant. Listening is essential to effective communication because you have to hear and understand what is going on around you in order for you to effectively communicate and engage in any of those types of conversations or interactions. You also have to be observant and know your surroundings, know who the players are, know where the conversation needs to be made right? How do you build that relationship? Knowing what things you should be bringing up in conversation because you've been listening. There's nothing 
<laughs> there's nothing worse, guys, for this, for someone to jump into a conversation and not be aware of the surroundings and the people that they're speaking to. And they, you know, quote unquote, speak out of turn and not speak out of turn in a way to where it's like you shouldn't be speaking, but you're having conversations at a level with those that you maybe should not be having that conversation with. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been in a conversation with a colleague and you're just like, oh my gosh, what? Please stop talking right now. Like, do you know who's standing in this circle right now? Why are you talking about this? Like, you have to be observant. You have to be observant and you have to understand um, who you're talking to, who's around, and then also listening, right? And sometimes listening and doing kind of like active listening is not necessarily always because you're in the room. You can also listen from afar. And I don't mean eavesdropping and being nosy, but I mean, you can listen from afar and just kind of understanding and listening to the room. You ever hear people say like, take the temperature of the room. Your listening is like taking the temperature of the room. Actively listen to what's happening in your company, what's happening in the team, what's happening in the organization. And as you're actively listening, you're going to get a clear understanding or a clearer understanding on how to start talking to certain people, right? And what types of conversations you should be engaging with them and then start building that relationship. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, under how to build relationships that can benefit your career is that I want you to make conversation, make conversation. I had someone tell me once, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do small talk. Well, we got to learn. You have to learn how to initiate conversation and you have to learn how to initiate a conversation that is going to engage others. A part of building relationships is engagement. And sometimes uh, others are not going to necessarily jump first. Sometimes that jump has to come from you and you have to begin to make conversation. One of the best ways to make conversation with people and to make them comfortable with starting to build a relationship with you is to ask questions right? Ask questions and develop that opportunity for them to, to talk. A lot of, some, lots of people, not everybody, but lots of people like to talk about themselves, like like to share about themselves. Even if you ask a simple question, um, where are you from again? Just that, it starts like, oh, I'm from, you know, if I'm talking to myself, you know, where are you from again, Tarika? Oh, I'm from Austin, Texas. Oh, okay, great. I'm from North Carolina. And just from that, that could spark a conversation. That could spark a note of relatability. Like, hmm, okay, you're kind of from, you're from the South. I'm kind of from the South. Where about? Or you never know. They may know someone who lives in your state that you're from or from your city. Like, I'm not saying that every conversation that you um, proactively start has to be, you know, super deep. You know, so what did you think about today's meeting? It was quite insightful. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Sometimes you just have to break the ice and have just kind of common conversation, but you have to make conversation, right? If you're ready to build those relationships and take your career to the next level, I need you to proactively engage with these groups that we just talked about. And a part of that is making conversation. That's a part of building relationships. You guys rocking with me? All right. I got a couple more for you under this one. So another way to build relationships that benefit your career is to build trust. This is a big one. And I don't think that we realize that when you can't be trusted within an organization or within a team, and teams are often more intimate, it definitely is going to be detrimental to building relationships. And it also can definitely impact your ability to advance. If people cannot trust you, and when I say trust, yes, from an integrity place, because we definitely should be operating um, 
in integrity when we, anything, not just at work, but period, you should be a man or woman of integrity, right? But I'm also, and, and have ethical relationships, but I'm also talking about, you know, follow through, follow through on your commitments, follow through on assignments or deliverables. When you are performing well, people can trust you because they can trust that you're going to get the job done and you're going to get the job done in a quality way. If people can't trust you to perform well, that is going to definitely impact the way that they're willing to engage with you and have a relationship with you on a professional level. So that is something that we absolutely have to be mindful of. That it's yes, building that trust so that they trust you as an individual, you know, you're honest, you have a high level of integrity, you do what you say you're going to do, but also trust ties directly to performance. Because I can think you're the best person in the world, you're super sweet, you're funny, you're hilarious, but if I can't trust you in a professional sense and trust you with the work that we have within our team or organization, then it's difficult for me to build that type of professional relationship with you because I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Perhaps others don't trust you. And that could tear down your ability to advance in your career. So building trust is critical for building relationships. All right. Number four under this how to build relationships is I want you to demonstrate the ability to hold up your end of the relationship. So, yes, we're talking about building relationships to help you advance in your career, but there's something that you also bring to the table. So relationships are a two way street. Right. So whatever piece of the relationship that you're you have committed to, you've got to hold up to that. For example, it annoys me when people say, okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's have coffee or, you know, let's do a, a virtual, just like chit chat and just connect. And then no one is ever connecting. There's never the outreach. Like if you just invited me to have coffee, I would really much appreciate that you would follow up or let's say, you know what? They're busy. I'll follow up. And then when I follow up, it falls through. So what, it, what is it? Do you want to build the relationship or not? So you've got to hold up your end of it. If you are going to follow through, through, then follow through. If you said that you're going to send an email or a phone call, then do so. There's no such thing as, oh, I was just saying that. Oh, that was just a lie. <laughs> this is called a spade a spade. Like if you said it and it came out of your mouth, then you need to be committed to what you said you were going to do, right? That also ties back to that trust space, but really it's showing people that you're willing to hold up your end of the bargain. If I say, oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to send you something on that. Then send the email or the text message or the team's note, whatever it is that you said you were going to see, what you were going to send. Oh, you know what? I saw um, a case study on that. Let me get that over to you. Send it right? People need to know that you're willing to hold up your end of the relationship. And then once you're demonstrating that you're going to hold up your end of the relationship, they are more apt to do the same. Again, you're building things that are new. And when you are proactively doing so, a lot of the weight does fall on us. But whose career are we trying to build? Who's the CEO of your career? You are. So that means you're calling the shots and that means you're making the plays. You're drawing the plays up and you're executing them. You want to build a relationship with someone? Guess what? Demonstrate that you are willing to be a man, a woman or a man of your word. And you're going to hold up your end of the relationship. Okay? All right, let's go to number five. We're rocking and rolling. I know this is a lot, guys. So I hope you are taking your notes because I want to see you when I want to see you building. I want to see you building. I want you to see you growing. And a part of growth is building. Okay. All right. So this next one is, is one that I think we don't, 
give enough credit, but it's an incredible way to build relationships with people. And it's advocating for others' ideas. When you're in a meeting, especially in team meetings, it, it's it's oftentimes the opportunity to start initiating relationships. So if someone gives an idea or a plan or, you know, they put their brainstorming and you actually like what they had to say, then advocate for that idea. And I'm not saying advocate that you have to write an entire dissertation around why this person had a good idea. But in the moment of, you know, in that time frame, in the meeting, say, you know what? Yeah, that's a great idea. I, I love that. That's a really good recommendation or, oh yeah, I kind of agree with that. That would be a good thing to do. That person would be like, oh my gosh, someone's listening to me. And then after the meeting, they're like, hey, Tarika, thanks so much for um, agreeing with, or, you know, speaking up around my idea. Um, I'm glad we're able to move forward with it. I'd love for you to work with me on that project. Boom, right there. You have been able to initiate a relationship in a space in an area that you actually agree. And now you're going to be able to work on a project that may even be amazing and have some great visibility in the company and or organization. And then you've been able to position yourself for maybe perhaps some advancement. Right. So that being able to advocate for other ideas is great. It also puts you in a position that someone will speak up for the things that come out of your mouth and the things that you're suggesting. But if you are not showing some camaraderie there and looking to build some camaraderie there, um, when you have the opportunity to advocate for others' ideas, how do you expect for people to do it for you? Why? Because it sounded good. Well, that person's idea sounded good, too, and no one spoke up. So find opportunities to advocate for other ideas that are coming from your team members or from senior leadership, perhaps. I'll say you got to be careful when you start co-signing on senior leadership ideas and be sure that that is more than just saying, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. In all honesty, and you might not like that I say this, but like you don't want to be seen as that you're just honestly, to be frank, like just kissing butt. You want to make sure that if you are going to start to comment on leadership ideas, then let's give some insight to that. Let's make sure there is some additional context to why you actually agree with that idea or why you feel that that would be a great way to move forward. Don't just start checking and co-signing on things and you can't bring substantive context to it, okay? Because doing that can also uh, position you well, but doing so and not giving it any meat or context just makes it seem as if like you're just trying to get points. And let's 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 just not do that. Like it's 2022. We're big boys and girls. Let's make sure that we are uh, communicating and articulating in a way that is substantive and insightful. OK, especially when we are commenting on things around that leadership is saying. OK, last one under this question, and then we're going to keep this thing moving, is that I want you to give credit where credit is due. So just like I was saying, you know, when people have great ideas that I want you to, if you agree with their idea and you think it's good to speak up and advocate for it, but I also want you to give credit where credit is due. Guys, there's there's nothing worse, especially within leaders, when leaders don't give credit and give the flowers to those who have been a part of bringing a project or an activity, you know, to light. It wasn't just you. It wasn't just you. There are others that were working on that. Now, if it was an independent project, that's different. But oftentimes there are very few projects and activities that we're doing in the workplace that are through, the, through a solo lens. And oftentimes there are other people and individuals or departments that also contribute to that work. I want you to be very careful that you make sure that you're giving credit where credit is due. You definitely can own the fact that you are leading and own the fact that you are managing or directing the work, or perhaps you were the team lead 
and others were working with you. But let's be sure that we acknowledge and we recognize and give credit to others. Why? Because that's definitely going to build relationships. People are going to see that, wow, how inclusive that leader is. Or wow, as a team member, you know, this was his project and I just helped a little bit, but I appreciate you, you know, acknowledging the work that I put forth. And then people will do the same, at least hopefully they'll do the same with you. But I want you to lead in that regard and making sure you're giving people where credit is due. All right. We are rolling. We are rolling. We just went through two of our questions. So who to build relationships with, right? How to build relationships that are going to help you and benefit in your career. And then let's talk about a couple of benefits as a whole. All right. This We're going to pull this train on home. A couple of benefits as a whole. What are the benefits of building a relationship? How does relationship building actually help you um, advance in your career? So number one under this question is it really does help support team building and team camaraderie. And when you have a great relationship within your team, when you have a great relationship with the people that you work with, it just make, it makes work fun. It makes work easier. And when you have a little bit of easier kind of social aspect of work, it really pushes you and drives you and oftentimes can inspire and motivate you to perform above and beyond because you're working with people with a common goal, a common mission um, that are like-minded and that are excited to work together. So that relationship building and having a strong team and strong sense of camaraderie, you know, that is incredibly helpful. And that's one of the benefits of team building and or building your relationships, okay, is, is building in that within that team. The next one is huge. The next one is that one of the benefits is that you will attract mentors and sponsors. By you building relationships and you looking to engage with others in conversations, you are going to attract mentors and sponsors. People are going to hear you speak. They're going to begin to have conversations with you that are insightful and intelligent and articulate. And perhaps you're super innovative and creative. It's like, oh my goodness, this is great conversation. Who is this? Why haven't I been talking to them before? It's going to put you in a position to attract those who want to see you succeed, who want to see you grow, who want to see you win, who hear what you're saying. And it's like, wow, if they just had a little bit of support or mentorship from, you know, a, a different level of person within the team, we could really get her to the next level. We could really bring her up um, to really help us with some of these clients or projects. So building relationships. And again, I t that, that mentors and sponsors and allies, that was one of the groups that I want you to seek out and build relationships with. Doing so has great benefit. It has great benefit because you might attract that mentor that you've been looking for. You might attract that sponsor who's going to position you to do great things um, and give you opportunity within the company that you didn't even think that you would have the opportunity to do. Okay. So that's another benefit. All right, benefit number three, benefit number three, and, and this is the last one, is that it expands your network, right? Building your relationships can help you in your career because it expands your network. And let me tell you, it's expanding your network and it also expands your paycheck. <laughs> it has the ability to actually impact your income and your salary. How is that? Because you're building bridges and relationships and growing your circle. And you never know who knows who. You never know who has an opportunity to share your name, share your resume, share your portfolio with someone else, right? So I want you to know that that, it's, that expansion of your network actually ties directly to potentially someone bringing forth an opportunity to you for growth. 
And that opportunity could be within your company and organization. It could be with another company. Um, you may have those that you're networking with and and really building relationships with, say, on um, social media platforms, uh, perhaps it's within LinkedIn. And someone may say, wow, you're doing amazing things over there. I don't know what you're thinking about, but, you know, I've got an opportunity that I think would be great for you and also offer you some opportunities for growth, both in, you know, just working within the industry, but also in compensation. You never know. So building those relationships can absolutely help you advance in your career because expanding your network is a part of career advancement. That It's critical. We have to make sure that we are, are interacting with and engaging with people that are within our industry, you know, maybe within our alumni bases, depending on where you went to school, classes and trainings that you're in, you know, get their contact information, connect with them. Building those relationships will pay off and they will pay off with career advancement as well. Again, like I said, it's not just what you know, but it's who you know. When you build those relationships, remember, you're building a pipeline. You're building a pipeline and you want to be able to rely on that pipeline when you need to activate on it, right? When you might need to actually dip in and have a conversation with somebody around growth and advancement. Woo, guys, this was a lot and I know it. This was a lot and I know it. The last thing that I want to leave you with um, in this topic of how to build the right relationships at work is that sometimes I know work can get tough. It can be challenging and you want to build relationships because sometimes you just need that support at work. I don't want you to get to a place where you feel burnt out and you feel alone. And sometimes building the right relationships at work at all different levels, you just have a sense of community and it's an opportunity, not just I'm saying to gripe and have a gripe fest, but an opportunity to really just talk things through and have the support that you need within your teams, within your organizations, within your divisions, so that you don't feel alone and you don't feel like you're just like on this island and you start to feel burnt out. You start to not feel support. You actually have, you know, individuals there that you've worked on building relationship with that you can have conversations with as well. So I don't want to forget that piece because that piece is really important too. This has been great. I know it was a lot of information for you. Um, Go back and listen, hone in on some of those areas. I hope that this was helpful for you because I want you to build relationships. And if you struggle in this area, let's talk. You guys know I'm always available. I'd love to book a discovery call with you to talk about the um, importance of building relationships and how you can incorporate that into your career strategy. If you still don't have a career strategy, we definitely need to have a conversation because you need a one to two year career strategy that serves as a roadmap for your success, a roadmap for how you're going to advance in your career. And I'm telling you, building relationships has got to be a part of it. It's got to be a part of it. You know how I feel about you, my achievers. You know how I feel about you. You have everything, absolutely everything inside of you to be your best and what? Unique self. And that is your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed. Until next time. Bye.